This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I'm actually going to be doing something different and that's just me doing a movie review for the movie Blood Feast. This is actually going to be a 10-minute long review, so sit back and relax, and I hope you guys actually enjoy this. But this movie came out in 2016. It was originally released in 1963, so this is actually a remake. And it's actually directed by Marcel Waltz, and it actually stars Robert Russler as Fod Ram- Ramsey's, and then you also have Caroline Williams plays Louise Ramsey's. And another thing, too, that I actually want to get at is the fact that Robert Russler even played in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. He actually played the main character's best friend. When we actually get introduced into Fod, we actually get to see him wake up in the morning time with him and his wife. He comes downstairs. He actually lives in the diner in the upstairs bedroom. And, you know, you actually get to see his passion for the restaurant and things like that. But you can also tell that he's also struggling with his diner, with his restaurant, because there's hardly anybody actually coming into his restaurant. And the only ones that are actually there are Penny's friends, which is actually his daughter's name in the film. Her friends are are actually the only customers that comes in to actually try to enjoy his food, and they actually do. But it's bad whenever it's bad for business when you only have maybe three or four customers that are actually coming in, and they may or not be uh, buying their food or anything like that either. But you can definitely tell that this guy's actually struggling to keep his diner open, especially whenever his daughter questions him about the meat being expired for two months and his mo- and the mother is even going, it's okay, it's fine, it's been frozen, it's perfectly fine. And I could just see Gordon Ramsay, no pun intended, with the character names of Ramsay's, but I could just see the fact that he would actually be yelling his ass off at these people for actually giving customers expired food. But that's a side of the point here. But like I said, he's a struggling diner chef who moves from the United States to France where they are where they run an American diner. He also works part time at a museum at night. And that's actually where he actually runs into problems at night whenever he's working at this museum part time because you know, he actually does need the money because he is a struggling chef who's actually trying to establish his restaurant. And that's whenever he runs into trouble. Like, for instance, he ends up getting drawn to an Egyptian statue of the goddess Isher. I believe that's how, how you actually say her name. I'm not 100% sure if I actually ended up saying her name right. But anyways, we actually see that. That's actually the aspect I really liked about the film was the fact that you actually have this Egyptian goddess who actually comes to him. And she actually wants him to be able to feed off of the blood and actually sacrifice other people to actually resurrect her, I believe. But anyways, she feeds off of blood. That's the main source. And so anyways, we also see the fact that he accidentally loses his medicine down the drain. And then also, too, that's whenever the stuff starts starts happening where it messes with his mind, where he starts actually killing and torturing other people and then he winds up cutting them up and then starts serving them to the customer. So it has a kind of a Sweeney Todd kind of feel to it as well. And this is actually, as a matter of fact, a movie like 
blood feast. You are actually expected a lot of blood in this film because of the title name and everything. And for me personally, with whenever you're dealing with a film like this, I'd rather have a film that is where the gore actually fits in with what the character is actually doing, if it's actually needed. Because too much gore for me actually pulls me out of the film. And the, and the main question is, does it actually amplify the film? Does it make the film better? And, you know, there's a couple of key things here that I actually want to mention that I really don't care for. I don't care for torture horror type movies or anything like that. That's just not my style. Uh, number two... I don't really like gore for the sake of gore being in the movie. This is totally subjective. I understand that people may not may have something against me for saying what I'm saying, but for me, I don't these kind of movies don't really pull me in. What pulled me in was the fact that, you know, I like the idea of a struggling diner who all of a sudden discovers some type of Egyptian goddess who actually corrupts his mind into believing that if he winds up uh, killing these people and everything, that he's pretty much gets whatever he wants. And that's how he's actually sucked into this whole entire thing. But th there's a couple of forced things here that I want to actually mention. The dialogue just doesn't flow very well. You can definitely tell the dialogue is a little bit off in certain places. And what I mean by that is when you actually see the father and the uh, mother... Uh, and his wife actually talking, you don't really have that whole entire chemistry between the two or at all. It feels very bland, in, in my honest opinion. I really didn't really care for that aspect. The only thing that was actually believable that I can actually say was the father and daughter relationship between Penny and also Fod was actually really good. But other than that, I really have to say the dialogue is really bad, including with her friends. I really feel like the dialogue is really forced with the friendships and stuff like that. And even whenever Fod winds up killing them, and he kills them in the most gruesome ways and stuff like that too, which I'm not even going to get into that much. But there is one scene where he actually takes and kisses one of her friends, and then all of a sudden... He winds up taking her tongue out of her mouth while kissing her. And that was something that I was not expecting, which was like, uh, what the fuck moment for me. But still, that wasn't enough to actually pull me into this film to where I can actually say that I want to see more from this movie. I want to see a sequel to this movie. I just didn't really care from that point on about the survival of these characters, what happens with these characters, as I kept watching this movie go. I'm going to be honest with you, the The part that really is kind of mind-boggling to me is the scene with the cop who asked uh, Fod's daughter out, Penny, and to me, that relationship is kind of forced. There was nothing, no introduction into them actually having a chemistry to where they can actually say that they actually bonded or flirted with each other or anything like that. He actually was the one person that was checking up on her. Maybe that had something to do with it, especially after the crime scene with her friends, especially whenever her friends died and everything on that same night when they were there on top of the Eiffel Tower when Fod killed them. But still, 
that wasn't enough for me to say that they had some kind of chemistry building or anything like that. That wasn't enough for me to say that there is a love story that's invested into that relationship to where I can say that they need to go out on a date or anything like that. I figured that this is just a cop that's going to be investigating the crimes and he's going to end up uh, catching Fod sooner or later. And I wish that he would I wish that they would have done it this way where it's kind of like a cat and mouse game between the cop and Fod where the cop is trying to investigate and every single time whenever he thinks he has him Fod does something else to, uh, that actually stops the stops him from investigating that one part or questions Fod even further whenever uh, like he did inside the diner but it just didn't work for me this movie just falls apart in different ways like I said, I like gore only whenever it comes down to the fact that it actually amplifies the plot. If it amplifies the plot, I'm okay with it. But for gore to be for the sake of having gore, I'm not okay with it. I just, like I said, this film is not for me. It's not geared towards me, but you guys might actually like it. I'm just trying to be fair and give it a fair criticism because of the fact that I may not like this film. But there might be a chance that you guys might actually like this film. So, with that being said, with the forced dialogue and even with uh, some of the stuff that I mentioned that was actually pretty positive, I have to say, this is actually one of those movies that I feel like I don't need to go back and revisit again. I'm one and done whenever it comes down to this. As a matter of fact, they even have a sequel to this movie, which I don't really care about actually going back and seeing. But, hey, if you guys want to go on ahead and check that out, go on ahead and check it out at your own free will. But for me... It's just not something that I would want to watch or anything like that. And I'm the person that really liked the Saw movies because of the fact that it actually amplifies the plot rather than it being stuck on torture porn and stuff like that. But that's just the way I saw that film. So just because I see that film in that certain way doesn't mean that you're going to see that at that certain level either. But still... Like I said, this is just my opinion. I hope that you guys do enjoy this short review of this film. And always until next time, bye-bye.